right, y'all. Welcome back to Bitches Love Brunch. This is episode 17. It just keeps growing and growing. Um, We're going to do a little recap, but before we do that, we just want to let y'all know that we do have a guest in the building this week. Um, First of all, I'm Courtney, one of your co-hosts. And this is Kiana. Um, And we're excited to be back again. So last week, we talked about... Oh my goodness, what did we talk about? (laughs) Just that quick. I don't normally remember. Damn, you know, I'm not good at this part. Um, We talked about taking your husband's last name. Yes, we talked about taking your husband's last name. We talked about... The wedding rings or the engagement ring. Would you take a used engagement ring? And some other... Oh, who's splitting the bills? Like, how are y'all paying rent? All of that fun stuff. So, I think it was a good episode. Our first episode back since the live show. Um, And we got a lot of feedback from the listeners. So, that was really, really awesome and a good time. Um, So, before we go any further... I want to shout out our guest. We have DJ Ricks in the building. Because I don't know if he wants to go by his full name. I was going to say, is that what I got to call you? (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to let him introduce himself because he wanted this like grandiose introduction. But I'm going to go ahead and let him do that. And then he can tell us whatever he wants to be called. (laughs) How y'all doing? Y'all can call me DJ Riggs, or you just call me Sam. We good, we Both good. Is cool. <laughs> Sam, thank you for joining us this week. Of course. Are I'm, you excited? I am. I feel blessed to be here. It took a lot of, you know, politicking to get on here, but I'm excited. Kian, are you excited to have Sam? Yeah, you know, I love Sam. Me and Sam just had a great time together, so this probably is an extension of that. So, I'm happy that Sam Where is on the show. Right? We were in Nashville. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, Sam we were kicking it. me a good time. I had a really good time down there. And kicked it in That's Nashville. So, yeah, Sam's the homie. I mean, see, he's been really eager to get on here, too, so I hope he bring that <laughs> shit, too. But uh, he's been so eager. I was going to say that, but... And, and you know, like, I'm going to give Sam credit, too. Like, when we first started the podcast, Sam was our editor. So, like, Sam's been with Bitches Love Brunch for a minute. He just hasn't been, like, technically on the show. But he's kind of been in the show a little bit. <laughs> we had to get him on, get on him at first because he wasn't listening to the show. But he was editing the show. <laughs> right. He was like, so did y'all drop your episodes? And we like, nigga, you put them together. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, you got the same... Um, podcast app like the rest of us. Listen, listen, listen. I'll be busy, but you know, I listen to it <laughs> and uh, I'm here and that's all that matters. You know, a lot of your fans been wanting me on here for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just excited to be here. You know? Kiana, we about to have round two. Oh, no, we're not. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, because Sam knows the lowdown, so no, we not. No, we not. Right. Okay, so let's move into passing the mimosa. Sam, what are you drinking? What am I drinking? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you shocked? You just, you know, you just filled me up. I'm drinking some wine. 
Sam just I'm came to my house wine. and was just like, yes, I'll take wine, whatever. Yeah. Wait, so what Sam, kind of wine y'all drinking? It's good, though. I like sweet wine. I think he's drinking Moscato, so don't don't judge him. But it's uh, good okay. Moscato. You know, know, Sam, that, Sam, like that same like Michael drink, because you like them champagne slushies from Ronnie's too. I do. Listen, <laughs> I do. And then I used to be mad every time the machine came out. He loves those champagne slushies. And they would put it in a, a masculine glass. They could put it in those little girly glasses. Yo, but who doesn't love a champagne slushie? I mean, if you've never had a champagne champagne slushie, which I know a lot of people probably haven't, but that shit is pretty legit. It is. It really is. That's some OU stuff that goes that. Well, I mean, they may do it other places, but that's how we yeah. that's how we know of it. I've never gone somewhere and seen champagne slushie on the menu. So if you guys well, have sure heard of champagne slushies that. outside of Athens, like please let us know if they exist. Right, because I'll go. I might even travel for that. Oh, Kiana, what are you drinking? I am drinking some Crown Apple, courtesy of Sam, and <laughs> some um, ginger ale. I knew I got the wrong thing today. That's what it was. Okay. I am having Bullet. It's a whiskey. I've seen um, that bottle. I've never little... had it before. Yeah, one of my one of my cousins got me hip to it, and it's 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 a good whiskey. It's strong. I've only had a few sips, and I'm warm. So, so it's not so it's not smooth. No, I wouldn't call it smooth at all. Oh, we got a bite. Okay. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, I have some Pepsi in it too, and it's not. I mean, it brings it down a little bit, but not enough. Okay. So, try it at your own risk. <laughs> no, nope, I'm ready for that. <laughs> okay, so we have passed the mimosa. Y'all know we drinking now. If I end up a little slurred by the end of the episode, y'all know what it is. Um. All right, Kiana has that quote for the day for us. Okay. okay. I'm excited, too. So, Go ahead, Sister River. Ooh, ooh. Don't super, what? <laughs> See, this is this is the shit we talking about, and this is why. You know what? Let me just go here. All right, it's fine. Okay, whole job gonna be taken from me. Um, <laughs> this quote goes as such: It is only when all black groups join hands and speak with one voice that we should be a bargaining force will decide its own destiny. By Winnie Mandela. Rest in peace, Winnie Mandela. Yes, queen. Oh, she just passed, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yesterday. Sure did. She was yeah, riding for no saying. He had a lot of wives, too. I ain't gonna lie to you. But he was riding. She was riding. <laughs> she was. She was the one that was still standing. So, My goodness. We can we, let's let's jump off the episode. Okay, so this topic mm. I would like to say was a request of Sam's, and I was think we it? alluded to I, that. Hold on, I threw out a lot of topics. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm messing up y'all intro. <laughs> no, it's show. fine. <laughs> this ain't my show. It's Go fine. Ahead. As I understood the conversation when you were in Nashville, Kiana, correct me if I'm wrong. Kiana, I mean, Sam was in the background like, hey, let me get on the show. Let's talk about interracial dating. I thought that's how it went down. Yes. 
<clears throat> Thank you. Okay, so. <laughs> now that we've clarified that, Sam, talk to us about interracial dating. Why did you want to talk about this? Um, Clear you know, your throat. Just, it's, it's 2018 and, you know, people still got an issue with it. And, uh, you know, I find it a little crazy. So, you know, I just think it's an important topic to talk about, you know. Sam, are you dating? Currently, no. I'm single. I'm like single, single. <laughs> He's single, y'all. <laughs> Folks got to put that out there. Yo, so side note, somebody, one of the listeners, one of my friends said to me one time, like, yeah, y'all make it a point to be like, y'all are single. I said, we had to make it clear, like, we don't ever want anything to get misconstrued. That's all, because we have some other listeners that will be like, you know, what's the word? What's going on? You said you would do this, or you said you would do that for your dude. It sounds like you got somebody. And so we just have to clarify things sometimes. We're not really trying to put ourselves out there like that or anything. But Sam is on the market, ladies. That's right. So, so Sam, would you... I take it you would you would date a white woman or someone not black. Absolutely. Have you before? Yes. So so what's your whole what's your whole like qualm with the interracial dating or So I don't get it. Like I love women. I love all types of women. It doesn't matter what they look like. Well, it doesn't matter what they look like, but it doesn't matter what their <laughs> race is or where they're from. If they're dope and they're attractive, why wouldn't I talk to them? How would your family feel if you brought home a white woman? Um, everybody would be cool with it. Outside of my dad, everybody would probably be cool with <laughs> so it. So they're not going to be cool with it. <laughs> no, everybody would, except for my dad. He would be cool with it. He would come around. He's just, you know, pro-black. My parents are are from an older generation. They had me when they were like 37. So, you know, they were growing up in the 60s where, you know, it was crazy. So, you know, they just have their views. Well, it's really my dad. My mom doesn't. My mom wouldn't care. You know, my sisters don't care either. But, um, you know, as long as I'm happy, I think, you know, everybody in my family would be happy for me. So, let's, yeah, are you, go ahead. I was going to say, let's make it round table. Like, let's all answer. Mm-hmm. So, I'll go then. Right. Um, <laughs> Y'all about to go in. Damn. <laughs> no, it's just, we just laughing because Kiana knows. God damn it. So, so, Nine times, 9.5 times out of 10, I'm not bringing home a white man. Why not? Um, I have gotten to a point where that's not necessarily what I want for myself. I also know my family. And not that my family, like, would dictate who I date in that sense. But I know, like, some heads would turn. A couple chairs might be flipped, not a table. <laughs> But, like, my family is very pro-black. Um, my grandfather used to say, if you're not black, you're white. <laughs> I mean, you're white. So, like, you could be Puerto Rican, you could be Dominican, it could be anything. But if you're not black, you're, like, it's not, 
It's just not flying. Um, but it's just not my preference. I find white men attractive. Um, I have attempted to date white men. It did not work out. But there's nothing like a black man to me. And that same attraction and affection is not there for me. So I'm, I'm not saying never that it's not possible, but that's not my preference. But yeah. you, you oh. are attracted to white men. Mm, I think white men can be attractive. Okay. Like they can look good. I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm attracted to them though. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kiana, what's happening if you bring a white man home? You know, for me, I think that I get that question so often, like, do you date white guys? And I think that most people kind of expect me to date a white guy in my family. Or I think that they would, yeah, I think they would expect me to date a white guy in my family. But for me, Hmm. personally, um, I've never dated a white guy. Um, I'm not really interested. And I think, you know, it took me a while to actually come up with the answer that I was comfortable with and it didn't happen until I think I was having a conversation with your friend Lindsay in Cleveland and I will also say it it, it, I think the liquid courage helped too (laughs) it was just like I just I think that white men are attractive I, I do however I will always prefer a black man over a white man and I will always honestly like lust over a black man versus a white man therefore I feel like, you know, not even putting them, like, on a total different, like, pedestal or caliber from, you know, black men, white men, like, men in general. But I just feel like everybody deserves to be loved. And I don't think that I can love them at the full capacity that I think they deserve as a human being. Like, I will always prefer somebody over you. And I just don't think that that's fair. And so... Therefore, I I don't date white men. Now, I also have not been approached by a lot of white men. I think the one white guy that did approach me, uh, I was busted. I mean, like, I was real drunk. I was out with my best friend in Cleveland. (laughs) And the man came up to me. He was like, you're beautiful. And I was just like, who sent you? (laughs) I literally was like, who sent you? Like, I just didn't take him seriously. But that's not to say, like, you know, that I can be proven wrong in the future. Maybe I can. Maybe I won't. But for me, right now, present day, like, I'm okay with my kings. Should race matter when you're talking about love and dating? It doesn't have to matter. Like, it doesn't have to matter for you. Like, I, but it matters for me. (laughs) And that, and that doesn't even necessarily have to mean a white man. That could be any race because with that comes some cultural differences. And those are, um, I won't call them challenges, but those are items within a relationship that you would have to address. So you may be African, but we may still have cultural differences just like, you know, with religion. So in that sense, like... It's going to matter to some degree. Right? I think okay, that... So what if they're from where you're from? Right? Say they're Puerto Rican, right? They're from the west side of where you're from. I don't know if y'all tell people where y'all from. 
But, uh, <laughs> say, say it's a Puerto Rican man who's digging you and talking you up at the bar. You That's not a man. white man. That's not a white man. That's a so man. So it's just color. white. No, no, no. What I what I said was is that even if it's not a white man, like when it comes to race, there are still some cultural differences. So, however, so if a Puerto Rican man did approach me, yeah, I'm more prone to um, strike up a conversation with him or receive his advance um, because we may be more likely to have more similar experiences. But at the end of the day, my preference is still a black man. But that's just me. I'm not saying you can't date a white woman or a Puerto Rican woman or I told you before you look like <laughs> like you would date a white woman. So. What does that mean? What, what does that look look like? You look like you would be open. <clears throat> right. Because women are beautiful. All types of women are beautiful. Kiana, I have a question for you. What's up? What what is it? What thoughts run through your mind when you see a black man with a white woman? Um, well, it depends on how fine he is, for one. To be honest with you, <laughs> <laughs> if he fine, I'm so like, say oh. he look like me. <laughs> Just get on my nerves. Um, if he fine, I'm be like, damn, like, all right, whatever. But if it's like a I mean, I res- I respect interracial relationships. I think that I think that's that's my thing. Like I have, I have a respect for you know the person that you choose to love is as you should have a respect for who I choose to love. But I mean, I don't feel any kind of way. I think what you said like in the last episode. I think that's when I have an issue with black women, the black men dating white women in spite of black women's so-called shortcomings. That's an issue for me. But, um... What does that mean? It means that if you're saying, like, I prefer to date white women because black women don't fill in the blank. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have an issue with that when you try to downplay who we are as a community, especially, like, just generalizing black women, period, I, I just have an issue with that, but I don't have an issue with a black guy dating um, a white girl. Sometimes, though, I am a little salty. I am, honestly. But, I mean, I get over it real quick. It's like split second. <laughs> Sam, do you, you don't feel any type of way when you see a black woman with a white man? No. I just hope they're happy. That's really... I feel like... Life is short, and it's so hard to find someone that you can connect with. And when you find someone that you connect with, and you get along, and you guys share these moments, would I deny that, or would I reject that just because they're a certain race? Like, you, y'all know me. I'm a different kind of sore, you know? So I don't mix well with everybody. So if I meet, you know, if I meet somebody that I like, and they just have to be a certain race. I can't X them out. But I think to answer your question, though, Sam, you were just like, well, does race matter? And I think that it does. I think that we would, we would be foolish to think that it, it doesn't. For a, mm-hmm. for a black woman... Why you say that? Because, like, for a black woman dating a white man, and let's say you guys have kids, 
there, there's a different conversation that needs to happen between a father, a white father talking to his black son versus a black man talking to his black son. There's just certain mm -hmm. things that you can try to sympathize with, but you can't really empath. You've never been through that. You know what I'm saying? So is that's just hard for you to relate on that level and vice versa. If a white, um, if a black guy is dating a white woman, I actually had this conversation with my coworker, like, because her brother has been in, you know, interracial relationships through majority of his adulthood. But like, let's just say, for instance, arguing with your white girlfriend goes to different extremes than it does with arguing with your black girlfriend. Like, if the cops are called while you're in the relationship with somebody who has the same race as you like they're gonna look at you and be like you know what okay let's try to work this out or you know let's um let's uh let's alleviate or try to diffuse the situation whatever they go to those extremes but as soon as a black man is called as soon as a white woman calls the police on a black man that's different like his life is at stake so i think we would be foolish to think that race doesn't matter in these relationships because they do and it matters when these people have children because of the way that these children are influenced a lot of people who are biracial suffer from identity crisis i i have friends who have like it's it's just to say that race doesn't matter would be the IOD, the ideal situation, but that's not the reality of it. Race does matter. And that doesn't mean that you shouldn't date that person, but it's something that you still have to take into consideration. You can't go into that relationship like, I don't see color. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to see color. Is love or race more important? <laughs> you like that, huh? You like that, Courtney? <laughs> I, oh my gosh. I just think it's an interesting question. Um, Kiana, you want to you want to go at that first? Um, I wanted to take no. a second to digest that. Um, yeah. I what don't. About, okay, so you answer that question for yourself first, Sam. I love Trump's all. You make it sound so simple. And I think that's what I struggle with, is that it, to me it's just not that simple. <clears throat> I mean, yes, at the end of the day, do I want to be with somebody and, and be happy? Like, ultimately that's what matters. Like, I, I want to date somebody or end up marrying somebody that respects me, that treats me right, all the surface level things, right? Um, and so if that ends up coming in a package that looks like, or that doesn't look like I expected, then that's one thing, but... Just, mm, I think I have. I'm, my... I'm not gonna say that I'm going to. I would rather be single than be in love because that's ultimately what it could come down to. Like, if I don't find a black man, I'm not saying that I'm not gonna choose a white man. But I just don't think that's what God has for me. So I don't think I have to make that decision. I'm gonna have both. <laughs> I'm gonna have a black man, and I will have love. So I think that's. I think that what you're trying to say is that. Um, I think agape love conquers everything, but as humans, I've said this before, we don't, we don't have that form of agape love, so that, that would trump race, but because as humans, we don't function on that level of loving each other, you know, we do have to take race into consideration, that's just something that we don't have the luxury of, you know, just excluding from our minds, because, you don't love an agape 100%, you know, like only God loves that way. I agree, and I think that goes back to, I think, a conversation that we've had before, 
about, um, I mean, same thing, agape and unconditional. Um, love for most people still comes with conditions. And that might just be a condition for me. <laughs> so, so I have a question for you guys. Um, a while back, what's his name? Dr. Umar Johnson? <laughs> You're not a fan of Dr. Umar? I know, right? He be saying some good stuff, and then he goes left yeah. on me. Yeah, and then do. I can't. I gotta go. I can't go with this. And so he said something that was a little left. Um, let me let me start by saying this, because I think I asked Kiana about how she feels. You know, when she sees a black man with a white woman, um, it is it is not my favorite thing to see. But I'm still of the notion of love whoever it is that you love. You know, as long as you're happy, that's what matters, right? I do sometimes have an issue with how it's presented a little bit, but neither here nor there. Why does it bother you? Um, For several reasons. Uh, One, I I would just want to keep the black unit. I want to keep the black family intact. Um, But again, recognizing that that's that's not my choice for somebody else. That's my choice for myself. You know what I mean? And so as long as you're happy, as long as you're genuine about it, you know, do what you do. And like Kiana said earlier, what we have the issue with mostly is um, degrading black women in the meantime of doing that. So I won't be long-winded on that. But Dr. Umar Johnson was on... The Breakfast Club in this topic, of course, came up, and y'all know how he is. And so he says something along the lines of, if you date someone outside of your race, particularly talking about black men, then you do not love yourself. And you dating a white woman is you making an attempt to get what the white man has and to be equal with the white man. Something don't, it's not verbatim, (laughs) so don't quote me, but something along those lines. So I wanted to see how y'all felt about that, like, because that's a pretty strong statement to say that if you date a white woman, that you must not love yourself. Sam, as a black man who has dated a white woman, what do you think? I think he's wrong. I think that, I think that's a stupid statement. Um... If I, I believe they asked him about um, Sidney Poitier because Sidney Poitier um, has they a did. white wife. But Sydney, I mean, but if you look at Sidney Poitier's uh, resume and what he's done and meant to uh, the black culture and uh, black people in America, you know, he he's done a lot directly and indirectly um, with funding um, people like Martin Luther King or. Uh, speaking out against uh, different things. So I don't know how you take all that back just because of who he marries or who he dates. Um, I don't... Like, it shouldn't matter to me. Like, why can't why can't you have a voice um, just because you date someone who's Asian or white or Latino? Like, you still have a voice. You still wear the skin color. Like, you still live it. So... Why aren't you allowed to speak your truth? Why can't you stand for people that look like you? Um, especially if you're older and, and you're trying to help out the youth coming after you. So those were one of the things he said where he went left on mm-hmm. me. And then I just lost 
Uh, he just lost a whole bunch of points in my yeah. book. Now, I agree. I That really was a trigger for me because I just think of, like, youth these days where, especially if you think about where they grew up and what they see in their environment and who they're around, um, if, if you're a black guy in a predominantly white school, the girls that you see there are going to be, you know, are going to be your options. And not that that that's your sole preference, but I don't think that means that you love yourself any less at 14, 15, 16. Because you don't know any better. You're just seeing what's in your environment, and that's okay. And, that's, and so, I think so, that's my point about, like, love whoever it is you want to love. So when you say you don't know any better... You think that they're, because you're 14 and you're 15, you're making the right choice. Like, you think that they don't have enough knowledge? You think that eventually they will get out of dating white women when they do know better? Yeah, and I probably probably phrased that wrong in terms of you don't know any better. But when I say you don't know any better, I mean, like, the, the world hasn't hit you yet, but that is what you see. And so I don't say you don't know any better in terms of, like, there is better or just because they're a black woman that they are better but that's what's your in your environment but i do feel like as you get older and your experiences change then yes your eyes are open and you may still want to date white women but you you know you may end up dating a black woman my point was just that you see what's in your surroundings and somebody could know better because you're still in a black-ass family. <laughs> like, right. You go home to your black mom, your black father, your black brother, your black sister. Like, you you know that much. Um, but, you know, you, your first boyfriend or girlfriend is, like, who you're in school with. And you can't be like, oh, they don't love themselves because they decided to date a white girl at 14. No. That's crazy to me. Or even at 32. <laughs> I think that what he said, I think it was a general statement. I wish he didn't say it as a blanket statement for all black men who date white women. But um, just to look at it from a different perspective, like if let's put in like an example like O.J. Simpson. I think O.J. Simpson has some self-hate in him, and that's why he dated white women. <laughs> like he literally well, wanted... Because <laughs> he's OJ, right? But no, like there there are some black men who have done that. And I just I, I can agree that that there are some men like that. However, that's not the same that doesn't reign true for all black men. And I think that right. you gotta even if you look at people like I mean, dating a white dating a white woman doesn't make you white. You know what I'm saying? Like, and there are there are beautiful black men who actually come from white women, literally like have white mothers that I think that right. we can argue that say, you know, they're 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 50% white. Whether we want to say they black or not, like they're 50% white. And that's just the fact of the matter and um sometimes they are quote unquote more woke than um 100% yeah. black people. Like look at Jesse Williams and look at um there's a whole bunch of those mixed. Look at J. Cole. Like, look at all of them. Like, they come from white women, but yet we don't question them. And they actually are 50% white. You know? Right. <laughs> right. And these black men aren't even, some of these black men aren't biracial. You know what I'm saying? So I think that what he said was a blanket statement, but I do think that, you know, that blanket statement does fall on some of these black men. I think that O.J. Simpson was one of them. I think that. Tiger Woods was one of them. And I think that sometimes it 
I hate to say it, but sometimes it translates well for athletes. Some athletes. I think that some athletes are those people who that, that he talks about. Even when, let's say when we were oh, undergrad, when saying. we looked yeah. at the athletes who went to school with us, we were like, you know, they only want to date white women. Oh, good God. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Like, honestly, like, but there there were other athletes who did not. Like, you just, it, you can't say that about everybody. It's not fair for everybody. Right. But it is, it, but I hate to say it, sometimes that shit true. No, you're right. I agree with that. That's a true statement. Sam, you said you had a question for us before we move on. You don't remember. I do remember. Okay. So... Um, y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, but, uh, research says that a lot of black women are not attractive to people outside of their race, right? Um, and so when they see black men dating people outside of their race, they treat these men in a rude hostile manner. Research says that? No, I mean oh, the last part. Of okay. The research says that black women don't like to date, a lot of black women don't like to date outside of the race. Um, what's up with that? Why are black women so hostile? I don't, wait, 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 wait. Kiana! Wait, wait. We're not hostile. Let me... <laughs> Yeah, we're not hostile. I'll be mean mugging down the street. But no. don't generalize us. We're not, we, we not trying to generalize y'all. But don't this do does that. happen okay. frequently enough okay. that this isn't news to any of us. I know what I'm talking about. Right. I will right. say this. I think that black women, and I can't speak for all black women. I can only speak for myself. I think that historically and traditionally black women have been left in charge of trying to keep the black family together like that's been our whole fight since slavery you know what i'm saying so that's passed down from generation to generation to generation and so when we see something that we've been fighting for whether it be intentionally or unintentionally fighting for that's a trigger for us and it should be because that's something that we've worked hard to keep together that's something that unfortunately systematic racism has stripped away from us, literally taken away from our homes, our, our families, all of those things. So I think that, I think that at this point, like we progressed, but we haven't progressed. Let's be real. Like it ain't been that long ago. (laughs) It ain't been that long ago. Real talk. Like, um, slavery was over a couple hundred years ago. We only been free not not that long. You know what I'm saying? So people want us to lick our wounds and carry on like nothing ever fucking happened. That's not the case. But let y'all say that black men have it hard, and then we supposed to empathize with y'all. But what about what we've had to struggle to keep together ourselves? I don't have anything else to what if she's that. bad though? What if what if she like look like Demi Lovato? Why can't that be cool? Like why can't you? Why can't people just be? Because she's pretty. There's yeah. a bunch of pretty black women. There is. There's so, I mean, that's not that's not a stipulation what? into I'm what Kiana just said. It's not. It's not, but... I just think it's funny how when y'all say like you know when black men want to do this and do that and you know black men have it harder and we you know we support y'all in everything that y'all do but y'all don't acknowledge the struggles that we've had for centuries too. No. Black women get it the, the worst out of everybody. Well, Latino women got it pretty bad too. 
So why we hostile? So why we hostile then? Why we hostile? Huh? Why we hostile? Because we can say that y'all, y'all hostile, y'all felons, y'all broke. We know what I'm saying. Listen. Like there's so many things that we can say, but we don't do that. Why are y'all passive about it? When I see when I see Robert De Niro and his wife, I cheer them on. You know, I say that's good for them. They look happy. Well, Robert De Niro's you know, black. I see George Lucas and his wife. I said they look happy. <laughs> good for them. Robert De Niro's you know? black. He's my when uncle. I saw that Seal got Heidi Klum. I'm like, dang, okay, Seal. Even with the, you know, what was going on, he still pulled Heidi Klum. See, you call us hostile and I would call y'all passive. What do you mean passive? Because, and I don't take it as us being hostile. Again, I'm not speaking necessarily for myself because I don't, I haven't always been that woman. <laughs> but, um, I am passionate about keeping the black, the black family intact. And I think that's where the difference is, despite how many times we may have been left by the black man or that the black man has had to leave for whatever reason. Whereas I could view you as being passive, not you, but the black man as being passive about not wanting to keep the uh, black unit intact. You see George Lucas with his black wife, and you're like, okay, go ahead, girl, do it. Go ahead, do about your business. And I'm over here like, not seal, because I don't, <laughs> I'm not attracted to seal. But whoever, Idris Elba, whatever, I'm like, damn, let me go ahead and pull Idris Elba. Like, what happened? Let me go ahead and find one of them. Whereas you just like, go ahead, do your thing, sis. You just wouldn't let us go. And I feel like that's how black women feel about a plethora of things in our black plight is that black men are passive about it. I don't. I feel like we don't nearly see black men stand up for us the way that we stand up for them. When, when do y'all stand up for you know, black men? <laughs> what did he say? I didn't hear you. What did you say, Sam? He said, when do black women stand up for black men? So we're going to move on to the next topic. I think that might be <laughs> in our best interest. Listen. In the interest just, of time, in the interest of Sam's life. Can I finish? Can I, can I say one last statement? Love is love. Love is powerful. Love is kind. Oh. <laughs> but no, seriously, love is, love is a, a great thing. And for all those men and women that are dating outside your race, um, the struggle is hard. The struggle is real. But uh, keep going. Keep on keeping on. Stay strong. And uh, follow your heart. And, and not what everybody else thinks you should be doing. Do what you think you should be doing. Because life is too short. Yeah, Sam over here trying to sip an empty glass. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I, I just like... feel like at some point... Like I said before, I, I respect interracial relationships, and I will never disrespect anybody who's in one whatsoever. But what you going to stand for, Sam? Love. Stand well, love. you keep standing. You, you are standing on imperfect love. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's all love is imperfect. No, it's not. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, the only love that transcends all of this is agape love. And that's not... We've done this. I'm not going to do this in circles. Sam said his piece. 
Right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say my piece for those of you that prefer to date with inside of your race and you are committed to that. Stay strong in that. Right. Listen, I <laughs> love black you? women. I love black women. Let me just say that. I didn't mean to cut you off, Courtney. Mm-hmm. I, I love black women. You know, I, I was raised by my mother and three sisters. Um, I, find it, I find it funny line. that strong, all black men who want to date interracially always yeah. say that you black nigga we know you was raised by a black woman you don't got to keep telling us <laughs> right. that that's what I just said that's black men's favorite line it is like I got a black mom I got black sisters and aunties nigga we know <laughs> no you black shit. why you got to keep telling us that I just want to make that what you trying to prove <laughs> Kiana we gonna, we gonna go ahead and let you move us on Whew, Sam almost took us there. Sure did. Leave it to Sam. But anyway, I think that's a <laughs> not a good um, segue to our next topic, but it helps a little bit. So the next um, topic we're gonna talk about is what would you what would you include in your reparations bundle package? This is so fun to me. I had this conversation with some of my friends, and y'all, it's such a funny conversation. So I um, told Sam and Courtney today, like, this is going to be the second topic that we'll discuss. And Sam was curious as to why, so I'll explain it, what the reparations bundle package is. So... You know, when my friends always ask me about the things that I want in terms of reparations, you know how we were supposed to get 40 acres in a mule. Shit didn't come. We get it. So there are certain things that, you know, I put in my package for reparations, and I just made a bundle package. So, like, for instance, <laughs> I like it when I think that in my reparations bundle package, my student loan should be forgiven. You know what I'm saying? I also think that, you know, I give respect when respect is due. I think that all black women should take a head lesson from white women. I think that would be fun. They're good at what they do. I also think that in my reparations bundle package, it would just include a lot of different things. So I'm just curious to know if you were to receive reparations and you don't have to pick one thing. What would you put in your reparations bundle package? And those were just like two examples, y'all. I got a whole bunch of stuff. That's a good ass question. So wait, Sam, do you want reparations? <laughs> right. First, we got to see if you passive about that too. If if the Go government ahead, said you can get reparations, do you would you take reparations? I mean, is it free money? It's free money, you know. I'm not gonna turn it down. But if your okay. white wife couldn't get him, you still take him. <laughs> she in there. I'm in there. She in there. <laughs> okay. She got some black in her. She has some she black is. in her. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Sam is so extra. Um. In my reparations package, I agree one of the things on the list are my student loans being forgiven, taken away, whatever you got to do, wipe them out, they got to be gone. Um, I still want 40 acres, at least. I still want some land. Some land would be nice. What else is in my reparations? Yeah, like, I think of stuff like Queen Sugar and stuff like that when I think of that land, like... It's a lot you can do with some land. Yeah, it you is. You're going to build some houses on it. <laughs> you going to run a farm. Like, I want that land still. Something to call mine. Um, 
And I don't know what else I would put in my package. But we can talk about it. And I'm sure you're going to think of some stuff. Because trust me, it comes. Heck yeah. Sam, what's in, your, what's in your bundle? I just want some love for everybody. Oh, oh my gosh. An old school car. Um, Nigga, they have stolen you from your country. They've ripped you away from your original <laughs> language. You don't know where you come from. Listen, How listen, do you get listen, that back? Listen, what listen, do you listen, think listen, will make listen. it even for you? I As want unlimited a, flights back to the motherland. <laughs> you know what I want? I, I want to, um, I just want us and us being America to recognize bad things we've done to black and Native American people. You say we like... America, Americans. You want to, wait, this is not about America. This yeah. is, you are mixing this up. We are talking right, about after we were enslaved. No, this is not for everybody. Stop. Well, listen. <laughs> everybody Ken, wasn't enslaved. Being being black in America means I'm not just from Africa. I'm not just have Native American. Like I do have European descent, you know, from one way or another. Like it's not an easy from Africa. Like we all have different type of races. You know who it's easy for? Trump. It is Police. right, but for black people, it's not easy to you know. We we got a lot going on. We don't we don't truly know, you know. Even if we do the twenty three and plus me or whatever, those aren't very accurate for Black people. So, you know, it's a lot going on in us. Earlier, when I said that um, we're all biracial, we all come from Africa. That Sam was gonna be passive about this. I was joking. I did not think that this was something he done turn this whole game. That was meant to be. It's not fun. even fun anymore. This is it's supposed. Not. This is supposed to be like winning the black lottery. Sometimes. No, you didn't get deep. You got politically <laughs> correct. No, 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 no. I don't ever do politically correct. Yeah, That's you. What it you really like. are politically correct right, All right. now. Can I, re <laughs> can I get? A, can I get another try? I don't want no reparations. I don't need nothing from nobody. I stand on my own ten toes, and I stand tall. I don't need. I don't need no. I don't need nothing. So no you way. saying that right now? You don't want any reparations? Nope. Okay, Courtney. Well, we gonna have fun yeah, with what this. What else is in your reparations so, in my bundle package? <laughs> <laughs> so, in my reparations bundle package, I want to be able to say the word "nigga" in front of mixed company. Like, I feel like I should be able to use the word um, because I know a lot of people they get offended by the word but me I use it as not a term of endearment but it can be sometimes like what's up nigga like right nigga like you know what I'm saying so I want to put that in my bundle package see and I want to put in mind where white people can't say it at all they shouldn't be able to like, say it at all <laughs> right and like if you do like you have to suffer some sort of consequence like 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 know. Toby consequence. You got ninety days. <laughs> you got ninety days in jail. Um, <laughs> you in, on probation. I don't know. You got to have something like some severe consequences. Something that seems extra as hell. Because that's what we get all the time for petty shit. <laughs> Sam, do you want to retract your statement? Do you want you can get a bundle package because you deserve it like the rest of us. <laughs> Yeah, let me try it again. Okay, so what you gonna put um, in your bundle package? In 
And my bundle package. And no, I only want one thing. One thing? Um, I want un- one thing. It's, it's the most important thing to me. I'm so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> right? I say crazy shit. Um, <laughs> I'm glad <I> you know. <laughs> unlimited. <laughs> I want unlimited plane tickets to wherever I want to go. And I just want to see the world. And show them that black is, is strong and fine. <laughs> <laughs> it looks good in all weather. Okay. Did you say good in all weather? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, I That's think I... That's a good I answer, t- right? I think it's Meanwhile, decent. Meanwhile, I'm over... You said it's decent, Kiana? Well, I didn't hear the last part, though. He said, and show them that black looks good in all, in all weather. weather. That's right. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I see why and I didn't pick up here, on like, that. I want unlimited flights to the motherland. And for those that people, or for the people that say, like, I want to go to Africa as if Africa is the country. Right. <laughs> like, we got to oh, stop yeah, saying right. that. There's so many places no, to go. There's so many places. And there's um, black people all over, too. So I mean, there too. is, but it's nothing like going back to, like, where we originated from. Right. So, I, I want that free DNA test, and then I want to be able to get unlimited flights back to wherever I'm exactly from. I mean, and of course, all parts of Africa, but... Wow, Sam wants to travel the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I just, in Africa. I just can't get with the whole ancestry DNA or the um, what's the other one called? Twenty three and me plus me. No, AfricanAncestry.com. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, I never heard of that. Yeah, because that one is supposed to... Okay, so it's supposedly... Ancestry.com is only supposed to have, like, a limited perspective on where we come from. Because it sends us back to, I think, like, West Africa, most people. But I think African Ancestry can break it down by, like, tribe. Like, it gets, like, in the nitty-gritty of, you know, what... Um, what we can trace, but it's it's ran by African Americans and it's more expensive than Ancestry.com, and I just think like that's us capitalizing off our hardship. I just like okay, mm. I just can't get behind that. I can't remember, and I probably shouldn't even say it because I don't <laughs> I don't know the exact name, but. Um, Somebody was telling me about, like, a more accurate place that does it in Nevada, I want to say. And so that I was, like, more interested in doing just because it seems and it sounds more accurate. Like, not just these, I won't call them random tests, but I want something to be as exact as possible. Right. Because it's, it's kind of like, it. Like I feel like Ancestry DNA does one step further than telling us that we all came from down south. Like, nigga, we know. We got here on a ship. We were all enslaved. <laughs> right. We know that all of our family comes from down south. Which I think black people crack me up when they're amazed by that. And they're like, so many people, families, live down south. Nigga, where'd you think we got? Where, where did you think we came from? Oh, right. The history Everybody is real. We all here. migrate up north. Like, y'all got y'all to gotta be better. <laughs> I'm literally shaking my head right now. Like, that's so, where it started. How could you right, even be Right, people are like, everybody, you know, I got family down south. I bet you fucking do. 
<laughs> really, Sam? Sam is so fake. Sam is so fake. I legit had to look up, like, what the fuck is he laughing at? You need to come get your friend, Kiana. So, is there anything else that you're including in your um, reparations bundles package? Who, me or Sam? Oh, um, I think I said 800 credit score. I think we should start off from the top. You I know, like that. we don't have generational wealth. At least give us an opportunity to get some decent credit. If we fuck it up, then we fuck it up. But I think at least give us a chance to, you know, be compet- competitive. Um, I also, we said student loan forgiveness. Um, what else? Niggas. I do want free head lessons from white women. From white women? Yeah, white women, they go to town. Not saying that (laughs) black women don't, but I'm just saying they're good at what they're good at, and they're good at that. Because I did not pick up on that. They're good at what? Because, okay, so my aunt aunt used to tell us this. They used to tell us that white women um, (laughs) kept their virginity a lot longer. Because they gave head instead of having sex. So they've been doing this a lot longer than we have, guys. And more free. What'd you say? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) I think you said for free. No, I said they're more free is what I said. Oh, more free. Okay, gotcha. Um, I think what your aunt said is very accurate. (laughs) Yeah, they definitely keep their virginity a lot longer than us. At least they used to. I feel like growing up. Yes, I don't know about these white women. What? That white women kept their virginity longer? I think they did. I do too. But that's another story for another day. Um, That's interesting. So when you said that offline, Kiana, I thought you said white women should have to get head lessons from black women. No, no. No, no. They got the experience. Wow. <laughs> okay, I need I need Sam to speak up. Like, if he's going to be on this show, he needs to go ahead and say it. Because he's over in the peanut gallery talking about some no, why? Like, absolutely not. It's not a, listen, it's not, you can't say one race gives better head than the other race. I, I do know. Did. I've experienced from different people. Okay. You know, it's go-getters and then there's black <laughs> There's different levels to this head stuff. Right. It is. That I do not disagree about. I was just surprised. That liquor. Liquor is, is y'all friend. Wait, say that again? Liquor is y'all friend. Who is y'all? Uh, all females or black women? Females? All, all women. Oh, okay. So what you mean? You, you, you know that's you that's a enough, that's a dangerous statement to say now these days. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> where were you going with that, Kiana? Or where did you think Sam was going with that? I'm just saying you want a girl all liquored up. You know, it's a, a whole a whole argument about consent now. Okay, yes. No, I wasn't going there. Okay, good. Because, you know, a couple episodes ago. <laughs> Just saying. We got to be careful. That's what we've been talking about. Um, okay, Sam. So, the only reparation you want 
our unlimited plane tickets to a, travel in, the world. In an old school. <laughs> oh, here you go. Here old school the Chevy Nova. And um, flu game Jordans. And a what? Flu game okay. Jordans. And... Um, <clears throat> That's good. That's all I need. Courtney, let me ask you this. Yes. Do you think that black women will use or abuse this? Unlimited bundles of weave. <laughs> would there would or there abuse. would there be a shortage of weave for everybody? Like, would you be on a wait list? Kind of like universal health care. Like, in theory, it's good, <laughs> but you would have to wait months to go to the doctor, honestly. But that's how weave would be. But I low-key really want some unlimited extensions. I think that mm, I think it would get abused a little bit, but I say that because I think it gets abused right now. <laughs> and they're not in bundles are not even unlimited. Like what I'm I'm really over is like I don't know if you see this in your timeline, Kiana, but the tutorials like with the wigs and the lace fronts. And they're always trying to show like how it's installed or like the aftermath of it as if we did not already know it was a wig or a lace front. Right. So I think I think it's already a little abused and not in the sense of like do what you do, sis. Wear all the wigs and all the bundles that you want. But folks do it as if we don't know. Like it's okay. Get your bundles, girl. Yeah, and I mean, Protect honestly, we would put some. We would put a lot of people out of jobs if we took if we gave unlimited bundles, because that's a we lot would. of people's whole ass job now. Let me say, y'all would. I really don't know much about the bundle life. Okay, <laughs> that's no shade. A little bit. No, that's more so like I don't even. I ain't found a wig that looked right yet. <laughs> Maybe once I figure it out. I'll be on the train too. Well, I'm glad That's we earned back our, back our 40 acres in the mule. Y'all should tell you us what, what y'all think. I said, I'm glad we earned back our 40 acres in the mule. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that people, if y'all interested in creating y'all own reparations bundle package, let us know. Um, leave comments and let us know what y'all will put in y'all packages. Just because, I mean, we can dream, right? It ain't going to happen. They're not giving us nothing. But, damn. We can dream. You know, they happening. I mean, I know it's not happening, but it was just like we still hit with that reality of we ain't getting shit. We don't need it though. Yes, we do. No, we good. We are so we're again, like centuries it, behind. Here we go. I knew you was gonna start yeah, with this. Yeah, we're not shit. catching up. That's over. Yeah, but if we had something like reparations, that would have gave us more of a fighting chance. I don't think that it would have propelled us that. I mean, I don't know what it could have done, but I know that it could have moved. I, I think that with the like lack of education, people not being able to read, they really wouldn't have known how to maximize what they had during that time. But given those reparations and that money, who knows what they could have invested in to catch up to learn about stuff like that. And so, Sam, you say we're good, so if they were giving out reparations, you wouldn't take them? You'd be like, nah, I'm good. Of course I would take it, (laughs) handing out free money. Why wouldn't I take it? It ain't free money, boy. That was was way tears. I'm good with or without it. 
see that's the thing like it's not free money like people lives were lost over this you know what i'm saying like people right were taken from their price. homes that's not free money that's yeah, that that's unpaid are labor. you gonna be thinking about that when you get your bundles hell yes yeah <laughs> I mean, everybody should have a sense of gratitude in knowing where that, that money came from. It's kind of like us I mean, not appreciating, like, the fact that we can go to school now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just things that we could not have done before. And just because it's 2018, like, what I wanted my reparations just looks different than what it would have right. been in 1970. Right. Don't nobody want a meal no more. Right. And I think that's another thing. Like just, just because it's 2018, I think that people are hoping that we would lose like that sentiment and that gratefulness. And you know what I'm saying? Like it still wasn't that long ago that people were like marching for us and taking fire hoses for us and you know getting dogs sicked on them. You know what I'm saying? Like that's more we could think of that. That's closer in time, but like still, slavery wasn't that long ago. Y'all know how people say like and white people sometimes like oh y'all should just get over it like let it go that was then this is now I'm not my grandfather great grandfather whatever mm-hmm. what would y'all or what do y'all think it would be like if we really did just let it go like as an entire African American population we just let it go I don't think that's possible, honestly. I mean, no, I don't think it's possible at all. But I'm just like, in their mind, what does let it go look like? I don't think let it go. I think... (laughs) I'm not agreeing with this, but I think what, what people say when they say that is quit complaining about it out loud to everybody is what I think they're saying. And okay, you, so if that's the case, then you said you somewhat agree like? with it. I didn't say that. Don't oh. put that in. I didn't say that. I, I, that's what I heard, <laughs> I'm just sorry. saying. I feel like that's what they're saying. So what would that look like if we did? Hustling. If we stopped complaining about it, hustling on the low, keeping it underground. To then you, do you, what? You can't hit what you can't see, huh? I said to then do what? Just build as a community. Just do it, you know without posts and stuff and, and talking about it. Just putting in that word. Huh. Kiana, what do you think? Um, I think they just I think that what they wanna do when they say that is I don't think in terms they want I don't think they necessarily want us to forget about it. I just think they want us to stop reminding them of their privilege and their fault in it. I think that that's the issue. You know what I'm saying? I think that they just don't want to take responsibility for what happened. And and I think that, you know, I and I get that too, but at the same time, like, we understand that you weren't a slave owner, but you still benefit from the systems that were in place. So I think that's what white people mean when they mean for us to get over it. I think they want us to know, like, oh yeah, slavery did happen and y'all are less superior than us, but can you please just stop reminding me that I played a part in this? The the roof I feel like the real point of it all is people don't care. People don't care about other people's problems. They don't want to hear about stuff that happened way back when. They don't care. They don't care enough to keep hearing about it. Okay. That was just a random. (laughs) That was a good question. 
I was just sitting here like, I don't even know what that would look like because they say it as if that would like resolve everything. But I think what you and Kiana are saying are accurate. Like they just don't want to hear about their privilege anymore. And, and they don't care to, and they won't. That's a, that's a hard pill to swallow because you got people out here that's still out here for the cause every day. Then it's like, if you, if you're white and you're broke, they really don't want to hear about it. They Uh don't want nothing to hear about nothing. No, they don't. You said if you're white and you're, and you're broke. Yeah. They can really care less. I mean, I I, get, I do think that like, it's kind of like watching. Have you ever seen um, "To Make a Murderer"? Oh yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, that was know. literally like that was sickening, and it was only because of those people's socioeconomic status. However, if you are the exception in in a community like that, and you decide to make it, it doesn't matter that you came from nothing. Like you just blend in with them. Right. That's the difference between. Their need, meaning their need and putting them to where they are on the equal playing field. And then when we have a need and addressing that, but that still doesn't put us on the equal equal playing field with them. It never will. No, why? Because we still going to be black. Right. We cool, though. We what? We good. Seeing these people dying every day. That's what I was about to say. Like, Sam be talking like. Everybody's not going to make it. Ooh. Survival of the fittest. We live in America. <laughs> the That's not survival live, of the fittest. Like, right? we're, not living in, we're not living the way in Africa some people being hunted by Jaguars and shit. It's not the survival fittest. of the That's fittest. That's just called being black. You're right. See, we got to move different, you know? It isn't and fair. That, it and isn't that's right. the issue. We should not have to move any different. But we have to. Okay, so what could Stefan Clark have done? Not breaking it and not be... Smashing out windows. So, that don't mean he should die. Let me be clear. He should have lost his life for that. But, you know, he wasn't completely clean in the whole situation. You know, so you we mean still got a problem me, with, with force. But white people are allowed to make... Uh, white people are allowed to make mistakes and be irrational and commit crimes. And they still get due process. And we don't. Yeah, only in America. That that's not that doesn't mean move differently. That means that you want me to be a nigga. Well, like my you, skin you, tone you, to right? Be you different. want me to shut up? We you can... want me not to say nothing? You want me not to do nothing? You want me not to be angry? You want me not to be frustrated? You want me not to express my emotions? All to avoid death? But is that a is that a, a, a white versus black problem or is that a police problem? I think that that can be... It's a be, combination. Right. Because there, there, there are... I think it was a kid in... Where was it? In Fort Lauderdale who was killed because his music was up too loud. And that wasn't from a policeman. That mm-hmm. was from a white man. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. Sacramento's crazy. I don't mess with the South. I only visit, like, three cities in the South. <laughs> but Sacramento's a little crazy. That's kind of expected down South. But, you know, not Sacramento. I mean, but even though we want to put the South, like, I know living in the South now, I talk to people and they're just like, that's not how it goes down South. But I'm just like, you got to realize that even though you're in the South, like, there's a whole other country out here. It shouldn't be like that in the South either. It shouldn't happen. It shouldn't, this shouldn't happen anywhere. 
but it does, unfortunately. And until things really change, and it's not going to change until people of color get in uh, positions of power and create those changes, that until that day happens, we got to move different. You got to, you know, you got to think ahead. It's chess. It sucks. It's not right, but that's just how it is. And it still doesn't guarantee you're going to live at the end of the day, but the odds is better, I feel like. So I disagree with it a little bit because, or with your statement a little bit, because you say we have to move different, but like officers or police are shooting to kill, but black people only it seems like whereas you're not shooting to defuse the situation so like Stefan being shot however many times more than once that's the point <laughs> like they were shooting to kill over a cell phone as right. opposed to you could have shot him in his left Me. or right arm right <laughs> right to defuse the situation well, like, know. if you thought you had... So, like, there was nothing in that situation where Stefan Clark could have moved differently because they were shooting to kill. Right. So, they, well, so police are trained to shoot your chest, right? Center mass because you're going to hit the floor. You might not hit the floor if you get hit in the arm. So, that's just how they're trained, right? So, let's talk about taking the gun out of their hand. Let's talk about cops... Treating it like the military where you can only be on active duty for so many weeks and then you have to be at a desk. And you have to what? You have to like be on a desk. Like you have to just oh. do paperwork. You know? It's a psychological thing. Um, I feel like we need to look at it from both sides, you know? I, I, what is happening is wrong and there's no excuse for it. But at the same time, you know, we need to hear the other side and try to really figure out something that's going to work, you know, just not um, pointing fingers, but really trying to come up with real solutions. That, that's what I'm for. You feel like we're pointing fingers? <sighs> yeah, because, no, it's not pointing fingers, it's pointing out what's happening, right? It's protesting, it's standing up for something unjust, which I'm all for. But now we got to do the next step, which is we really got to create change. And if, if people are, don't want to hear um, these people of color being upset and, and white people, because it's really everybody's upset about this, um, we got to get in power and, and change some things, you know? You know, I don't, I don't think that, I mean, I do think that white people are upset. I just think it's a low amount of them who are upset or right. or even have enough courage to speak about speak out about right. them being upset. I think they could do a better job. I'm not going to give them the accolade when they they haven't earned it. Um right. I and mean, there's a good amount of people at the rallies. They're the majority and as the majority it should be more of an outcry. But that's that's neither here nor there. But I will also say that um <clears throat> 
you know, I, I, I understand that you're, I understand what you're saying in a sense. I, I can't agree with it a hundred percent. I can only give you a small percentage, but like there are certain things that we have to do differently. Almost the same as women, you know, doing what they need to do to protect themselves by, you know, wearing certain outfits that they may deem to be more mm -hmm. acceptable or mm -mm. traveling in places <laughs> that they feel like in less danger there's a lot like going to bathrooms in groups like that isn't a trend like people do that to protect themselves honestly and i do feel that we have we do move differently because we have to because it's all it is survival but we should that it's unfair it's unfair to ask somebody not to wear a certain color hoodie because you'll be looked at as a criminal it's unfair to ask a woman not to walk down a dark alley because she could be raped all those adjustments they should not be that that's not something i think we've gotten to the point where we feel like that's something we should do to protect ourselves that should not be the norm none of that should be the norm for us to assimilate into comfortability to make to make your life more valuable our lives are valuable all by themselves um <clears throat> i feel like there was a little bit of shade in that and i could be wrong kiana but shade in the sense of like you're right we have to do something different because women have to do something different every day and we don't have we shouldn't have to like and i feel like that's where the split comes from where there's some i think all of us as a community recognize that we have to move differently or that yeah that we have to move differently but some of us actually do and there are others that are like fuck that like i shouldn't have to be anything but myself in order to prevent me from getting killed because nobody else has to do that right and but in the same breath and sam you and i had this conversation the other day like <clears throat> some things do have to change because protests are good they bring awareness um but when they were protesting in the 60s like it didn't come without demands and we haven't not saying that we can't because I believe that we can, but we haven't gotten on that unified front to say, this is what we want. This is what needs to take place. Otherwise A, B and C won't happen or whatever, you know, but we haven't gotten there yet. But at the same time, I, like I said, I think that's where that split struggle is. It's just like, we shouldn't have to do some of that shit because that was already done for us. And it's like, we're having to do it all over again. I have a question but, for y'all before we, before we wrap up. Mm -hmm. how, yes, how necessary do you think it is for us to have allies in this, in this fight for equality? <clears throat> it's very necessary. And today it is. Do you do you think that we could ever be successful without them? No, I don't. I feel like in order for people to really feel women's struggle and women's rights, you need men to stand up and and shout the same thing the women are doing when. Um, people of the LGBTQ community um, want their rights heard. You need um, heterosexual people to come up and stand up and say, no, this is wrong. 
And when you speak of uh, racial problems, you need um, non, you need white people to come up and stand up and say, no, this is wrong. I think it's a community, it, it takes a community. It just can't be one group um, fighting for it. You know, everybody needs to be able to see this, see the bigger picture, that this is wrong and we got to make a change. So, I feel that it is very necessary to have allies. Um, yeah, I feel it's very necessary to have the allies, considering the state that we're currently in, um, and considering the politics, and considering those that are currently in office. Like, it's very necessary to have those allies. However, in some ways, I do think we could be successful without it. It just may look a little different. Like, if that meant going back to having the Black Wall Street, if that meant going back to having um, or where our children only attended Black schools and we had our own economies and we were flooding money into our own communities, I think it would just be an extreme difference in order for us to be successful. Um, and I feel like we're at a, a day and age where it could be possible. I mean, you have institutions like HBCUs where that's where we're only sending our children, if that's what we chose to do. <clears throat> so it could be possible, but I think it is a very extreme situation. And so it's like, where do you meet the middle ground if you want to? I mean, I, I what do you think? I agree with with you, Courtney. Um, I, I agree. I agree with I agree with both of you guys. But I, I more so do think that black people are more than capable of, you know, being successful on their own as well. But I'm also one of those people who just don't I just don't think um, integration worked. I think that if America can say they made one mistake, I think integration was a mistake. I don't think that. Um, it's worked out too well for us, <laughs> you know, all these years after that, I just don't think, um, I don't think that's what we were. I mean, I, I can see that some people were asking for integration, but for me, I think if we could go back, we probably would ask for equality before integration. Um, you think today we shouldn't have, we shouldn't be integrated. I don't, I would not mind not being integrated. That's me. I think that the black community, if we would have had more time to share with one another and get to know each other and try to unpack some of, you know, that history that some of us may still have had left. I think that that would have did a great service for us personally. That's just me. Um, and I, I think feel, that over time. I feel boxed in. Yeah. And I feel like you over time what? we could have integrated. But I just I don't think that, you know, we asked for things in the right order. I think that we should have. Like I said, I think we should have asked for equality before integration. That's, I don't necessarily disagree. <laughs> like, And I mean, that that is in a perfect world. You know what I'm saying? Because in a perfect world, I'm sure how they imagine integration working. And um, I think that they thought that that would have solved those issues too. You know what I'm saying? So... Hindsight is twenty twenty for everybody. Right. I feel like I would hate that. Huh? 
But that's because you are for dating and marrying a white woman. So, of course you would. No, it's just... <laughs> it's, what's dope about America is there's all these cultures. There's all these different experiences. Ooh, that's what and they sell you, live, you. And if you live in the right cities, you get to experience these different cultures and these different people. And race, like, I don't know, like... It's a box. Like, I'm being boxed in. I don't like being boxed in. But I think I don't like being told I can only go here it's, it, or I, there. It's not saying, like, you can and only you go just, here or go there. Like, you can patron. Like, it's just having that community. Kind of like if you've ever been to, like, when I went to San Francisco and I went to Chinatown, like, I thought it was beautiful that they were able to bring their culture, their community, and put it in the middle of San Francisco. Now, granted, they can still go mm-hmm. to other places in the city. Like, they're not, ex- like, nobody's telling you that you can't come or, you know, you're shunned from this area because you're because you're Asian, but I think that is wonderful that they still have that community. I think that that me witnessed in Chinatown because it's so big and they are like, it's such a large population there. I thought that that's what America should look like. Because in a sense, some of it does. Like Germantowns and shit like that. Like, those people stay in their communities. We, we don't. Don't nobody want to go to the hood? You said what? (laughs) Don't nobody want to go to the hood. Before I even touch I'm on that, more likely to get shot by in the hood. Oh, I'm a I'm a way to touch on that. Right. I'm a first say I'm liking what Kiana is saying to like our experience at OU. You know what? I'm gonna say my experience because I can't speak for y'all. But like to me, that's what the MCC was. To me, that's what Little Africa was. Um where yes I had to be in an environment and operate and engage in the greater community of attending a PWI but I still had a home base to go to where there was not for a moment that I could question my identity and even though I wasn't at an HBCU I still had a community that I was surrounded by and that I felt safe in and comfortable in and still allowed me to have an opportunity to, when I did have to interact in those classrooms, um, I knew I still had some place to go back to. We don't, we don't necessarily have that. Right. So being around, you know, like minds is great. Being around black people and everybody's trying to um, hustle and, and create something bigger than the individual is great. But I'm not trying to be around niggas. I'm not trying to deal with the bullshit that happens when you around niggas. Black people, I'm all for it. The niggas that be bullshitting, I can't get down. I think everybody can say that about their race, though. Like, white people can say that about white trash. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think right. that... Right, exactly. And that's I why they don't that's go to West Virginia. Fair, but that's but that's assuming that living with a bunch of African Americans would mean that you're in the hood would mean that we would we would never have the chance to be affluent. Like what right. happens if you were to be a part of this community and there were poor black areas, but there were middle class black areas, there were affluent black areas. Like let's not put us all in this box where if it's a bunch of us congregating in one place, it's the hood. It's gonna be some sedity niggas too. And and I don't wanna deal with that either. I don't wanna base it all off of race. Why does it all have to be based on race? Why can't it just be and I think the personalities. Difference, the difference, though, is because the, they the enslaved us by race, not personalities. 
<laughs> right, like right, we, didn't, we didn't have that. That was the past. And we dictate the future. And we're open to those cultural differences. They're not. So I, I love who? White people? Yes. They're, the one thing black people them, control. No, them being like, oh, that hair is so pretty. Tell me how that's done. Or I love your braids today. Or how do you get your hair to do that? Is not them well, that's different. loving you know. loving and wanting to be interested in our culture. That's not what that but, is. But where black people lead at is dictating what's cool and what's popping. So the dress, but that's not, the that's, dances. That's not getting the, us anywhere because we're not even getting the credit for that. Well, we can't even we can't even get together as people. So you know, that's what I'm saying. You sound we like should the people come. that be like that be like. Well, what about black on black crime? What was that? <laughs> I said yeah. you sound like the people that be like. What about black on black crime? No, I don't ever. I don't ever <laughs> do that. Don't do me like that. I don't ever do that. It's two different conversations. One is one that happens. They both happen for reason, like different reasons. Okay. But they don't. They're not associated with each other. Okay. You can thank the civil rights movement for that. Black on black crime. Oh Lord. Thank you, Kiana, for that extra question. That was a good question, Kiana. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We got into a conversation that I don't think any of us planned to go to, especially when we thought the reparations game was going to be like hella fun. Right. Y'all took it um, deep on it. Okay. You asked some of the deep questions. That's a good deep on me. Oh goodness. Um, tag. I really want to say that's what she said, <laughs> but <laughs> childish. Um, <laughs> now I don't forgot what I was gonna say. Where are we at? Oh, okay. So do we have who has tips for the week? Oh, I can go. Okay. I am going to give a fifty percent tip to the city of Memphis for commemorating the 50th anniversary of Dr. King's assassination. Um, Memphis showed up and showed out all week long to commemorate Dr. King. And I just thought it was such... I mean, granted, like, that was the place where he, he took his last breath. I get that. But I just thought it was a great um, a great way to honor Dr. King, and they did a phenomenal job. There was a, a lot of noise about it um, throughout Tennessee that I knew of, but I know that Memphis definitely, you know, made it his mission to highlight you know, the assassination of Dr. King. And it could also be because Memphis is like 70% um, black. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, nonetheless, they did an excellent job and um, I'm giving them their, I'm giving them my tip for the week. Sam, do you have a tip to give out for the week? <laughs> uh, yes, I think, do. Oh, okay. But you want to go first? Ladies no, first. No, go ahead. I'm You're the guest. It's so complicated. Um, <laughs> So I want to let ladies go first. And You're then... the guest for today. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, my tip is uh, I want to shout out Kiana, uh, my friend Karis, and her boyfriend Spencer. I went down to Nashville uh, a couple weeks ago, and they really showed me love. They opened up their doors, and um, they showed me a good time. And I appreciate them, and I uh, just want to shout them out. You know, I'd be pissing Kiana off all the time, but all the time. You know, 
she still, you know, is there for me, shows me love, and, and I appreciate her. So thank you. So that's Aww. my tip of the week. You're welcome, you, Samuel. Oh, that was so nice. Okay, so this week, my tip is going to my homegirl, Ashley. Um, she has started, or she launched Allure Events. And her first event is going to be Mother's Day weekend, Saturday, May 12th. It's called Mommies and Mimosas. And disregard, well, I won't say disregard this title, but um, don't think that if you're not a mother that you can't go. This is for all women. But she's hosting an awesome event. There will be a panel of um, ladies speaking. And then there will also be a few vendors there. So that's taking place here in Columbus at Brio. Um, well, at Brio, I won't get the full name or the official name, but at Brio here in Columbus at Easton. And if you want more information about it, you can find her on Instagram at M-Z-C-L-A-Z-Y underscore Ash. Um, so hit her up. Look into, look into that event. Go purchase your ticket. It's bound to be a great event. And then just be on the lookout for more events to come from her. I'm giving her a 25% tip this week. Go All right. Ashley. Now, who has... <laughs> go, Ashley. <laughs> who has uh, brunch spots? Sam, you got any? I know you have to... I know Kiana had to have taken you someplace in Ashley. She did. I went to this spot called uh, Cinema. I'm going to guess and say it was in East Nashville. No. Um, <laughs> all right. Where was it at? Can't never get it right. Anyway, so it's a spot called Cinema. It's Cinema with an S because um, you know niggas can't spell. And it's a really dope venue. Um, we had brunch there, brunch buffet, and endless mimosas. And y'all know, if you know me, you know I like my drinks a little on the sweet side. Um, so I was in heaven. It was a really good spot. So if you're in Nashville, check out Cinema, Cinema with the S. Um, it's a really dope spot. Okay, Kiana, do you have any brunch spots? Yes, um, I have a brunch spot and it's called Milk and Honey. It is in the Gulch of Nashville. Um, this is a really cute place. They um, had like fresh pressed drinks. They had their own bakery in the back um, and they had exceptional customer service. So if you're in Nashville in the Gulch, check out Milk and Honey. Okay, and my brunch spot of the week is Butcher and the Bee. It is in Charleston, South Carolina. Mm. Um, I so. love... You said, oh, yes. <laughs> Charleston and Savannah are probably one of my favorite cities. Um, but we had a really good time there. We went to a couple of different brush spots, but Butcher and the Bee really stood out. So the food was awesome. I think this is before, like, the whole bottomless mimosas kicked in. So I didn't have anything to drink, but um, they had some really awesome dishes. So if you're ever in Charleston, check them out. And for those of you, I know Kiana said this earlier, but for those of you that want to put together your reparations bundle package, hit us up. Let us know. Tell us what's in your package. Kiana, where can they find us at on social media? 
You can find us on our Facebook page at Bitches Love Brunch. Um, we also have an Instagram at Bitches Double Underscore Loves Double Underscore Brunch. You can find us on iTunes. Um, please give us some stars. Review us. Um, and you can find us on SoundCloud. SoundCloud's super cool, too, so that way you can go and leave comments, like, on specific sections of the show. And we'll write back, you know? So, um, yes. hit us up. All right, y'all. Thank you, Sam, for joining us. I appreciate y'all having me. Yeah, thank um, you, Sam. I had Sam. to campaign a little bit to get on here, but I'm glad I finally made it. You know, I know I talk a lot of crazy. The people going to be on here like... Who is this dude? But don't ever have him back again. I'm just right. joking. <laughs> but but y'all, he's single, me. ladies. He's single, so hit him mm. up. What's your What's your IG, Sam? <laughs> uh, <laughs> put him on the spot. It's uh, just it's, hit up Kiana, and Kiana will relay the message to no, me. No, 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 no. Give him your IG, Sam. You never know. You might meet somebody. I don't like everybody in my business, so. Hit up Keanu or Courtney on the podcast, and they'll uh, relay the message. Low key on they the podcast. They love playing uh, Messenger, so. I don't. <laughs> okay. I can't be playing Messenger for you, and I'm trying to get my own messages. Shit. Look. Y'all, y'all find say I was really trying to find his. Don't even uh, worry about it. We gonna head, we gonna go ahead and move on. Y'all was closing it out. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming, Sam. Well, well, I appreciate well, it. Right. I'm gonna make sure to post it on the uh We'll be posted on the. Oh, yeah, we'll just thing. tag you. We're going to tag him, y'all. So yeah, we'll if you're interested, you. we're going to tag him in the post on social media. Don't worry, you're going to find out. Calling me all types of Uncle Tom.